Hey, what's up? This is Aiden Jones and you, you, <laughs> and you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 8th, the 11th, the 11th of August 2020. And, uh, and, and it's cold. I got my heater on. This fucking heater, man. I swear, it's got, I'm so terrified to get my electricity bill. I got one of those heaters, the fan heaters from Kmart, and uh, the heater costs 20 bucks, but the emotional cost is far greater. No, it's just, I know it's just going to cost like... People have said it's um, inefficient. <laughs> like, people have said that, and uh, they've told me, they've tried to warn me, um, and I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I won't. I, I just haven't done anything about it. And I know it just is going to cost me so much money when the first electricity bill comes in. Cause I've been running it all day. Like I've just been sitting in my fucking room, man. This, the other lockdowns weren't like this, were they? I don't actually feel that bummed. I've, I've been feeling pretty good the last week. I got a bunch of shit that I'm going to talk about. That's been Making me feel very nice and happy. I don't... Uh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. To, it was... What was it? Louis Thoreau talked to Mark Ronson. And they were... To, John Ronson? John Ronson. Mark Ron, the The author. The one uh, who wrote... Uh, and so you've been publicly shamed or whatever. Anyway. They were talking... Uh, and I think the interview was from the start of lockdown because they sounded very fucking happy-go-lucky about the whole thing but they were saying you know i reckon there's going to be a bunch of people after this who try and keep their lives the way that they are during lockdown and i was listening to that thinking you know what like i reckon so man i i want to do comedy again but everything else about my life now is perfect except for the one thing that i've always cared about me being missing everything like dude I've been playing The Witcher all week. I've racked up like 30 hours on The Witcher. Uh, (laughs) TAFE has all but (laughs) cancelled witches. I mean, I paid 650 bucks to do this TAFE course, but fucking I just... Learning from home and that is fucked. And I've been sitting in my room for... I reckon I'm spending trying to be as accurate as possible 21 hours a day in my room. The other day, I left my room at like 9pm to cook dinner and it was like going, it felt like leaving to go on like an expedition, like a hike. Like I put my fucking jacket on, I put socks on and I grabbed my kit, like my water bottle, phone, book, speaker, just to go into the kitchen because this is how much time I'm just spending in my room. And that heater is on for the entire time. There's not a moment that I'm in here that the heat... Oh, actually, no, that's a lie. I try and turn it off occasionally. I'll put it on high and then I'll put it down to like just below high that's still warm, but it's lower. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, look at me doing my bit for the planet. (laughs) But here I am recording a podcast in... What's the temperature? 14. That's not even that fucking cold, is it? But I'm not wearing socks. I'm not wearing a jumper. I'm wearing a shirt. I'm dressed like I would dress any other day of the year. I think I'm just unwilling to make any sort of allowance for the weather. Anyway, no one really cares about that. Look at that. I've spoken for about four minutes without actually saying anything so far. Welcome. Thank you for listening to my podcast. God damn it. How many times 
am I going to fucking start this podcast without thanking the good people listening? Thank you, everyone. Let me have a little sip of tea here. Oh, you know, I just spent like half an hour before, um, <laughs> before uh, just looking up. I had like the idea that I'm, I maybe I'll be like a guy who's really into tea. Maybe that'll be my new thing because I think like not drinking now. The one thing that I do miss about drinking is trying new, you know, like wines and. Oh God. I don't even know that I was ever that into it, but the idea of, you know, having the possibility of this whole world of different flavors and sensations out there that is wine, feeling like I've deprived myself of that does bum me out sometimes. And uh, something that seems kind of like it could be on the same level as that is the world of tea. Because I can't go and explore coffee because at the end of the day, as soon as I have three, like my heart's going to explode out of my chest. So that's like the drawback of coffee. But tea is really an inconsequential beverage. <laughs> and, that, and that is a big selling point for the tea company, isn't it? Want something that's not going to do anything at all for the way that you feel or who you are, but it's still somehow a, a, a galaxy of flavor to be explored. It's really a nothing, isn't it? The best tea that I've ever had was years ago, and maybe it had something to do with the fact that I was like falling in love with the person who gave me the tea at the time, but this girl that I'd been seeing was, um, I was staying at her house and she'd got like this nice teapot and uh, all these teas, she was was like, I spent like 80 pounds on tea and um, she got, there were like five, you know, little bags of tea and then she had bought this cast iron teapot and she poured one, I think it was an oolong maybe, it was just like this black one, whatever and all it tasted like, I remember... (laughs) All it tasted like was just really clean water. (laughs) But there was something so fucking magical about it, you know? And I was like sitting in her bed and she brought the teapot over on like a wooden board and sat next to me and like kissed me and then we had the fucking nice tea. Maybe that's why I'm... (laughs) Maybe I don't care about tea at all. Maybe I'm just... I want to fall in love. But anyway, I spent like half an hour looking up local Melbourne tea suppliers and um, and then one of them was like, and you know, like one of them, I was reading all the copy on their websites and one of them was like, um, yeah, there's nothing better than like you need a good quality tea with good instruments and a nice, like tasty water that you like. And I was like, oh, okay. So I need to, if I'm going to have good tea, then I need to get like a water purifier. So I'm looking up clay water purifiers and or ceramic water purifiers and jugs and stuff for like 300 bucks. <laughs> Imagine someone comes around my house sees me I'm like pouring water into a cup out of a and I don't have any glasses in my kitchen we have two glasses at my house I'm pouring water into a fucking mug (laughs) that my old housemates left here when they moved out from a $300 water purifier because I just want to fall in love again (laughs) um Anyway, so yeah, I mean, contrary to the sound and general vibe of that whole story, I've been feeling pretty good this week. Um, yeah, I, I last week, that's what I was going to say. Thank you guys for listening to the pod because last week 
was um, my best ever week of like weekly downloads on the podcast. They got like 550 downloads, not for the episode, but across all episodes. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't reckon there's... Oh, fuck off. What the fuck? <laughs> that was abrupt, wasn't it? That was my phone just said, turn the podcast 550 downloads, not for the episode, but across all episodes. And Google has just... <laughs> that, that really... How was my reaction to that? <laughs> <laughs> How much of a fucking of a hair trigger? What's that word? I always try and make that analogy, but I never know. Like a fine, you know, like a tripwire or whatever. How much of a fine, a short fuse am I on that as soon as my phone, I just evidently my phone thought I was talking to it and gave me an answer and my reaction is fuck off. Oh, let me just turn my fucking thing off. Power off. Bluetooth connected. Um... Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I get quite um like skeptical about the numbers on the podcast because I think, I mean, I believe that that's how many you know downloads there were. But then I start going, well, what if it's fucking up? Like, what if every download? Like, I go back and see which episodes have been downloaded, and it looks like a few people have been going back through the back catalogue and listening to all the other ones, all the old ones. And then I'm like, but who has the time to do that? Is someone really doing that? <laughs> These are the, is someone really doing that? And then I'm like, oh, maybe there's some glitch in the system. So every download is actually showing up twice because there were like twos and there were multiples of two. So I'm like, yeah, it must only be half that. I don't know. I just am skeptical. I don't know why people... All right. So I had a conversation with a guy. This is I wanted to make this announcement last week. And I'm kind of excited about I had a conversation with this guy. I got an email from a dude who was just like, I'm from fucking blah, 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 promotions or whatever. Emailed me and he went, uh, I listened to your podcast and it made me laugh. And I'm doing this new thing um, where I'm basically he wants to put ads on the podcast. And I was skeptical because it's just a cold call email. I'm like, who the fuck is this? First thing I said was like, what bit did you laugh at? Which episode? <laughs> tell me which part because I was like this is bullshit you know this is just a guy emailing me a thing because he just, I don't know how but he's going to try and take money off me and he said like I'd love to chat to you on the phone so I emailed him back and he emailed me back and told me which bit that he liked and that made me feel good and I was like you know what I'll give this guy a call and um I don't know whether it's weird to say his name or I don't know. He's just, he was a really lovely guy and we had a chat for like half an hour and he was saying, so he's like a middleman. I don't know if this is interesting to you guys, but whatever, this is me explaining what's going to happen with the pod. Um, he is trying to be, he's like worked in media for a long time and he's trying to set up a new business where he gets podcasts in a group and then uses those download figures as like a whole to go and pitch advertisers and then sell advertising space on that group of podcasts. And he wants me to be a part of it. And uh, I just fucking opened right up to this guy and started talking about, you know, where I'm at with my podcast is I'm trying to have it be like a replacement for stand up 
for me, like emotionally, because I did fuck like stand up for me. I said to him, "Where for me? Like I did six hundred and ten gigs last year. Stand up is my whole life, and I can't do it anymore. And so the podcast at the moment is like the closest thing that I have, and I'm really enjoying thinking about things that I might normally say on stage." and saying them on the podcast and he was like very receptive to that and he has a couple other businesses that he's started and he's just like interested in I feel like I'm saying all the things that someone would say who's about to be taken advantage of yeah but I also trust this person and I'm I want to do it and so one of the things that I have to do is I can't have songs on the podcast anymore because if I'm going to be selling ads, it has to be all my original content, whatever. Um, so there's not, I'm not going to, I'm a bit bummed about that. I'm not going to be able to put music at the end of the pod anymore. I'm still going to recommend a song this week. And I guess if you want to listen to it, I'll leave a link in the description of the pod and maybe I'll do that for a bit and then maybe I'll get tired of doing that. I don't know. But that conversation was so fucking cool to me because. Um, I guess it was like having someone... I don't know what the fuck this is, this podcast. And I spend so much time thinking about it because I really love doing it and I really appreciate you guys listening so much who do listen. And I know there's 54 of you listening because this last week's fucking episode is on 54 down... It's on 52, actually. That's a lie. Why do I, why do I need the number to be 54? It's just funnier to me, but it's not. It's on 52. Which means I've lost two people. What did I do? Um, so, yeah, I, I love doing it so much. And um, I do make myself laugh a bunch. And this is like, you know, it feels like close to stand-up. But I don't know what it is. And, like, I've looked at other podcast networks. or like, So I was talking to this guy yesterday because um, we're figuring out the tech, you know, aspect of how to put ads on the thing. And um, I don't think there's going to be ads this week. It'll be probably next week or the week after. But one of the things, so we were talking about promotion, you know, and that's a, a part of the reason why I want to work with him is because he just seems to be interested in figuring out how to promote this because he's going to get a cut of the ad revenue from this podcast. So it's in his and my interest to grow the audience of the podcast, right? So we're talking about marketing, marketing strategies. And um, he said there's a... Uh, a social media engagement strategy a social media engagement strategy called the dollar 80 strategy where you give your two cents 90 times and basically what that means is it's like a, it's kind of like a target for engagement so if you want to engage on social media if you want to increase your visibility you figure out like, so he has a, a business where he, it's like a beer delivery service, a beer subscription thing, whatever. So his Instagram, he goes on there and uh, it's, you give your two cents 90 times a dollar 80, right? I don't know why it's a dollar 80. I know, I don't know why it can't be fucking 10 cents. That'd be a lot easier, but um, <laughs> maybe it's the, uh, the 15 cent strategy. You give your two cents seven times and then one time you give an opinion that you don't really agree with but you think people might be into or maybe 15 times you give an opinion maybe you just give contrived opinions 180 times and that's worth one cent it's not two cents because you don't believe in it but it is worth one cent because you still did it 
you're just a liar, you know, you're just a fraud, which is still worth something, but it's not worth as much as, anyway, what the fuck am I talking about? So he was telling me about that and he said what he does is he goes on other beer, like, you know, breweries, Instagrams and stuff and comments his genuine opinion, cool label, whatever, cool thing, this looks fun, I like this. <laughs> well, I don't know what kind of stuff you would write. If you care about beer, it's probably easy to think of stuff to say. Ooh, hoppy. Mmm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the sincerity is gross, isn't it? <laughs> oh, this one would be nice with veal. <laughs> the whole time I'd want to write something sarcastic. Um, so the whole point being, though, that they you write something to them that is like genuinely engaging with their product and the thing that they care about, and then they're likely to go on to your page and engage with your thing. And if it's something that they care about, like if you're in the same industry, then it'll be, um, you know, they'll be interested and they'll probably subscribe to you. And that's how you get your fucking shit out there. <clears throat> but I don't really know what this is. Now, I'm not going to go... Comedians, I just I respect comedians too much, and comedian. I just know comedians, man. We're too like cynical and sarcastic, and I don't know what it is. I'm just I'm not going to go on comedians. Pa- oh, they already know who I am as well. I know comedians aren't going to listen to this podcast. I know they're not going <clears> to, <throat> and I wouldn't expect them to. That's not who I'm trying to fucking get to listen to this. I just, uh, yeah, but outside of comedy. I don't really know who are. So I thought for a bit, I was like, oh, maybe I talk a lot about self-improvement, I guess. So I've been analyzing myself. Maybe I go on podcasts of people, you know, I found like a relationship <laughs> podcast <laughs> where people are talking about their relationships and I go on there and there was one thing that did resonate with me. So I commented on that. And then I looked for more and all the other relationship podcasters, I'm just looking through them going, I fucking hate these people. I hate all of them. I don't want to be a part of this world. So um, anyway, what was my point there? I'm trying to promote the podcast, but I don't know what the fuck it is. But I think that's okay. I think I just, yeah, like there's a, there's another podcast network that I was like, maybe I could get it on that, you know, but um, to hit them up and pitch them like what uh, what's the pitch from hey i do this thing where i talk to myself every week for 40 minutes i'm trying to do 40 minutes now i do that you know what did you want to put me on your network <laughs> who the fuck are you i don't know man i'm just trying to figure that out uh-huh. oh i um i've been playing what do i what do i want to talk about here Oh, this made me laugh a bunch before. Should I do that? No, I'll talk about I'll talk about this. I've been playing a lot of The Witcher this week. I wanted to talk about I guess like I'm not really observing that much in the world, but this fucking story in The Witcher, I don't know if I was trying to tell this story to my friend and she just kind of couldn't really keep a straight face. She was like, "Really you're telling me?" But I don't see the difference between like a story from a game that I'm playing and a story from a book that I'm reading. But if I tell someone about a book that I'm reading, they're like, fuck yeah. But I t- anyway, here's the story, right? The game is incredible. I've clocked like 30 hours of gameplay on this fucking game. So there's this one s- story where <laughs> you're this fucking character. 
you're this guy in a medieval world. <laughs> oh, it is lame, isn't it? And there's this Baron. <laughs> oh, God. There's this Baron that you go and find because you're looking for your fucking like, adopted daughter, right? That's the, that's the main storyline of the game. You go and find this guy because you heard she might be in his castle. <laughs> And um, you go there and the guy's like, I'll tell you where I saw that lady and I'll tell you where she is, but you got to help me find my, my wife and daughter, right? And so you're in his castle. You're like, okay, because that's kind of what your character does. He's like, a, he's like a mystery solving monster slayer guy. He's kind of like a detective with swords, I guess. Um, he has his witcher senses so he can sense things. I don't know. Um and so you go into the castle and you're like, all right, let me see the room. And there's like signs of a struggle. You know, there was a fight in the room. There's like a broken candlestick and some fucking spilled wine on the floor. And you're like, okay. So there was a struggle. Maybe they were kidnapped. And um, you leave and you do a bit of searching and you find out that the guy, the Baron, is an alcoholic and he was beating his wife, Right. And uh, <clears throat> the wife and the daughter left to get away from him. And so you go back to him and you're like, all right, man, I found out what happened. You fucking beat your wife and that's why they left, stupid. And you don't even fucking remember what happened because you were drunk. You kind of put that to him. And then he goes, well, that's not the whole story. Okay, what actually happened that yes, that did happen. I did beat her, but there's a reason, and um, this is why I think maybe gaming the fact that it's not in the mainstream means that this kind of story goes. I feel like if this kind of story was told, if someone told this kind of story as a comedian on stage, because that's so visible and like you know, the Me Too feminism, everything, I think people would jump on this, but no one's really paying attention in that world. No one's paying attention to the stories that are being told in games. This is like one of the biggest games ever. Anyway, um, so he says, that's not the whole story. Actually, what happened was like, yes, I used to beat my wife, but that's because when we got together, we were so in love, but then I went away to war and she cheated on me with this guy, not just once, but for two years, had a relationship and then... I tried to win her back and I went to go and talk to the guy, but I just flew into a rage and murdered the guy that she was with. So this guy, this barren dude murdered his wife's, uh, what's the male word for mistress? You know, the guy that she cheated on him with for two years. And then she came back and lived with him and he didn't even know if the daughter was his. I think that was part of it. <clears throat> But he like loves his daughter and even though it might not be his, I don't know. And um, and that's why then he like started beating her because he was angry that she didn't love him anymore. But they kind of ignored that for years and sometimes he would just beat her and then she hated him and whatever. And that's why they left. But and, and like you in the story, your character you're choosing what to say to this guy so you can like make judgments. You can pass judgments on that story. You have the fucking opportunity to put your morality into the thing and go, how would I actually react here? And it made me think about how do I react to that kind of situation? It's like, it's a moral, that's a fucking thing. A quandary, is that what I was about to say? Um, 
I mean, how do you react to that? You know, the guy should just—he should just fucking leave that that lady, shouldn't he? But you don't have that's not an option. <laughs> There's only two options. <laughs> you, you have to go either it's your fault or I can see both sides, I think. Or it's her fault. Maybe there's three. I can't remember. <clears throat> but um, anyway, then you go and find uh, the lady and she's made a deal. Oh, that's right. And then the, and then there was also uh, the, the fucking wife had a miscarriage of their unborn child, their new child. And that's why she left. And he came in the morning after and saw the miscarried fucking kid on the ground in the room and was like, oh my God, that's my child, blah, blah, blah. And so you go and find the lady and you find out that she's made a deal with some fucking witches to get rid of the child because she didn't want to be with this baron anymore and she didn't want to carry his child. And uh, and now she's like a servant to the witches. And uh, anyway, you fucking go there and the thing's all resolved. The baron and the lady have a moment where they, before she dies, you know, they have a moment where he like apologizes to her, says sorry for everything. And then you go back to the castle to get your money off him and he's fucking hung himself from the tree. And that's the story. And it's like, that, you know what? Well, I don't think the ending to that story is actually that important. The important thing for me that I've just realized is how do you react? I don't know, man. I, like, yeah, the guy, the Baron should just, maybe better storytelling. It's, it's, such, it's such a fucking cool thing that this game has made me care about that story. And made me think about how would I, maybe it's not problematic in a, in, in like a, you know, world of feminism and whatever. I mean, he shouldn't hit his wife and also she shouldn't have cheated on him for two years. And just because she cheated on him doesn't mean he should hit her or he could, no, you shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't have done that. And she shouldn't have cheated on him. They're just two independent facts. And then you in the game get to pass judgment on his actions. And I think I said I see both sides, not because I agree with him having hit her, but because I read on a forum that at the end of that storyline sometimes is that he kills himself and I didn't want him to kill himself. <laughs> That's what, because I was trying to think, well, if there's like, I just, yeah, I... I know there's like multiple endings to it. I wish I didn't read the thing, to be honest. I'm not going to read any more stuff about The Witcher because there's way more storylines that I don't know about. But um, I it was in my mind like this guy, there's a possibility that this guy's going to kill himself. And so I wanted to say the right things to hopefully have him not kill himself because I don't want him to kill himself. Is that okay? That doesn't feel that satisfying, does it? It's fucking complex. It's a great game, man. I would recommend anyone play the game. I was trying to tell my friend what I secretly want <laughs> is I just want someone to be able to enjoy this with because I guess the thing about a game like this is you only uh, – I'm playing it by myself and I'm only ever going to play it by myself. And so, I mean, it is like reading a book. It's a very solitary thing. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm a little bit lonely. I feel like this game is giving me a really amazing experience right now. I feel like I'm, you know, I get to play through this amazing story and I want to share it with someone. And maybe that, maybe that's the hook to the podcast. Maybe the podcast is, I'm a lonely man. <laughs> Just trying to share my life with someone. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God. What's the picture for this week? <clears throat> the picture for this week is... Uh, <laughs> I could genuinely put that as the fucking bio on Instagram of the podcast, couldn't I? A lonely man trying to share his life with the world. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. Would that be too much? I mean, maybe I'll do it. At the moment, the bio, me trying to plug the podcast or trying to, you know, quantify what it is, is uh, what have I written? What fucking garbage have I landed on this week? I keep changing it because I'm keeping trying to... I've put stand-up comedy, but instead of an audience, I'm trying to make myself laugh every Tuesday forever. I think that'd be better, wouldn't it? A lonely man trying desperately to share his life with the <laughs> Well, you know what? Go on the Instagram sitting under podcast and you'll see. You'll see whether I've had the fucking courage to change it. <sighs> um, the picture this week is I got my ooh spooky shirt. My boys, Luca Muller, Pete Jones, Adam Knox... Oh, I have a podcast called Ooh Spooky where they uh, every week read stories from uh, Mysteries of the Unexplained or some fucking bullshit, I don't know, Scary Stories book, and it's one of the funniest podcasts ever. And um, they have merch, and so I uh, got one of their shirts, and I got it this week, and I took a picture of me wearing it, um, and I'll deep dream that this week. Also, though, the reason I've, I talk about that is because, let me take another sip of tea here. Fuck, that's good shit. I um have been listening to their podcast, another one. So every every year in Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Fringe, for the last two years, this would have been the third. They do a podcast called Twenty Five Days, where they the format of the pod is ten fifteen minutes of talking about what they've been doing in Edinburgh at the Fringe that day, and then the last ten minutes is find a flyer that they've been given on the street and then just like talk about the flyer and talk shit about it basically. And um, I've been a guest on the podcast a few times. It's one of my favorite things about the fringe every year is to go on that podcast. <clears throat> but the fringe isn't going ahead this year. It didn't happen. So they're doing a uh, podcast every day and they recorded them all in like a three or four day just to fucking smash them out. Right. And they're doing it as if the Edinburgh Fringe is still happening in like a parallel universe group delusion where it is still happening. And um, I've been listening. They're putting it out every day of what would have been the Fringe. And fuck, they're so good, man. <clears throat> if you want if you want a fucking funny podcast at the moment to help you forget what our lives are like right now, go and listen to 25 Days with Adam Knox, Peter Jones and Luca Muller. It's on Spotify, iTunes, whatever podcast shit you're using. I am laughing so hard at this fucking podcast. It's so good. And those guys are just so funny and so sharp. And you can tell that they just smashed it out in a few days because they were all so on form. I'm really looking forward to the last episodes when they're all falling apart. And I don't know. That's my favorite thing at the moment. So go and check that out. I could not recommend that highly enough. Other recommendations. Uh, tweet of the week. 
I don't know if I'm ever going to do this segment again. I don't know if this even is a segment, but for this week, I saw something that made me laugh so hard before. Um, someone tweeted, uh, retweeted an article um, that was, should schools weigh pupils to make sure they shift the pounds they've been putting on during the lockdown, which is a pretty weird idea, I reckon. Like, probably not. <clears throat> And someone tweeted, uh, I got weighed on the first day of year five and it gave me an eating disorder that I didn't beat until I was 20 and still lives with me every day, XXX. Saying like, don't fucking weigh kids, which I agree with. And then (laughs) then someone underneath there has just written anecdotal. And you know what? I'm not going to do that segment again because I thought it was going to make me laugh when I said it again on the podcast and it fucking didn't. All right? I still don't know how to bomb on this podcast. If I was saying that on stage, would I have gotten defensive like that? If I realized that it wasn't going to be funny? I don't know. Anyway, that was a bomb. That one bombed. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just made me like anecdotal. Anecdo- I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and try and explain the joke and make myself laugh about it because I'm not going to. Um, here's a fucking wild story and then I reckon I'll wrap up. I... Uh, I was talking to someone the other day who grew up or spent a lot of time as a kid in uh, Robe in South Australia, which is where a lot of my family, like my mum's side of the family are from. And um, whenever I, I don't often meet someone from Robe, but whenever I do, I always tell them my family used to own this house in Robe called Karata House. And I don't know what that means or what that is. I don't even have any memory of ever. I know I've been to Robe in my life but I don't have any memory of it. If you'd show me a picture of Robe, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what Robe is. I just know it's a place where I think my mum's dad's family were from there. And uh, my mum said they used to go to holidays down at Karata House when she was a kid. And I asked my mum finally, because the person I was talking to was just like, oh, Kar- like, yeah, I know Karata House. What was the story? And I was like, I don't really know the story. Let me ask my mum. So I asked my mum, what's the deal with Karata House? I know, was that connected to our family or something? And um, apparently, it's just like sad family history, I guess, kind of rang in a similar emotional tone to um, the stuff from The Witcher, but this is from the real world. My family, someone in my family had brought this old house, it's like a mansion in the 1920s in this town, and... Uh, they used to go down there for family holidays and mum even said like Karata Beach next to the house, they considered that like the family beach and they would get annoyed when other people came to that beach. And because um, they were like, this is our fucking beach, fuck off. And like cousins and whole, like the whole family used to go down there and be there on that area under the cave and she said like happy memories, whatever. And then the house was sold because the couple who owned it, who were like, I guess my grandpa's cousins or something like that, um, were both the couple got old and needed to pay for their hospital bills. And so they, the family sold the house to pay for their hospital bills. And then the little bit on the end that my mom added was, um, yeah, their daughter died in a car crash when she was 16 on the way home from the school dance. And that was before my mum was born. And that, I don't know what it was about that detail. Just knowing that detail about that couple and that house made it seem so much more real to me. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's in my family. That there was this old, I'm imagining this old couple living in this mansion 
whose daughter died. My mum was born in 67, so daughter died in the 60s or 50s when she was 16. I mean, that is just so fucking awfully tragic, isn't it? Your only child, 16 years old, dies in a car crash on the way home from a school dance. The symbolism of that, the school dance, it's like one of those you know, rite of passage moments where you're becoming an adult and she's becoming a woman. She was probably there with a date, you know, young love, all of that. They're driving a car. They were drunk. They were drunk driving. Um, And that's supposed to be, you know, the times in your life that you look back on as like some of the happiest moments or just like young and innocent and and this girl fucking died then. And it made me think about that couple and how... That I mean, that is a thing that would stay with you for the rest of your life. You know, there's no way you're ever getting away from that grief. And um, I thought, like, you really have a choice when you're with someone. Because if you're with someone, your whole relationship, if that's your only child, that, like, child kind of is in a big way. People talk about, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a kid, but, like, I don't know what that is to have a kid, but people talk about when you have a kid, your life stops becoming your life and it, it becomes about them, you know? And so I would imagine that couple had been together for at least 16, let's say 20 years from like meeting to getting married, having this kid and now she's 16. And and the whole of their relationship has been pretty much about like this kid. And then to suddenly have that end feels like everything that that relationship has been is now gone. And at that point, you really have a choice. Do you stay with the relationship, which is something that is like good and a positive thing in your life? And so you get to keep that. But the flip side to that decision is you then are reminded of what happened forever because you like when you look at that person who you're in the relationship with all you think about probably is the fact that the the fucking daughter that you had together died and so that grief would be magnified forever by the fact that you're still in that relationship but you get the positives of still being in that relationship that's one choice the other choice is to leave the relationship try and leave the good and the bad everything behind run as far away as you can and try and start again and maybe meet someone else and have a new relationship and see if you can find that joy again and I don't know what the fuck I would choose man but I guess these two people chose to stick it out with each other and have each other to there's something really beautiful about that isn't there that those two people had each other to that's the only other person in the world I've been thinking a lot about um the way that you make memories with people that only exist with that person. And like, if you have a story that you share with someone and then suddenly that person isn't in your life anymore for whatever reason, if they die or if you're just, you know, if you fall apart or or your relationship kind of fades away or whatever it is, the stories that you had together, they were our stories. But then if they're not there anymore, that's just my story. And... um I guess there's only one, you know, the person who was there who did it with you, that's the only person who can really understand what that story is to you. And those two people are the only people in the world who would understand what their grief was about their daughter. And uh, I guess the choice is to do you 
support that person through their grief and have them support you through yours or do you try and run away from it? And I think it's really nice that they they stayed together proven by the fact that they were old together and in hospital and all that kind of stuff. I guess the only other thing I would say though is that if one of them had decided to run away from the grief and try and start a new life, then maybe there would have been enough money in the family to pay for one person's hospital bills <laughs> and um, and then my family would still have a mansion in robe. <laughs> And then I'd have my own fucking beach in a town that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa often talks about cycles of money in the family or in families in general. That one generation makes all the money. The next generation, you know, one generation is born poor and makes money. The next generation was... Uh, uh, born like still fairly poor but is there and is a child when the money is made so they kind of understand it but not as much and then the next generation the third one is born rich and so they waste all the money I don't know why he just always talked about that and hearing this story I'm like fuck was my family rich a hundred years ago we had a mansion in robe I mean it's like I don't know the town I don't know if it costs a lot of money to have it but a mansion's a fucking mansion isn't it it has a the house has a name Karata House someone who I don't know who I've never met uh, knows Karata House just because they've been to Robe and my family used to have that and now we don't. And we used to have a beach and now we don't. I don't know. Anyway, the song I'm going to play you guys this week that I'm not going to play you because I'm fucking trying to get used to whatever, you get it, is uh, Fortune by Laura Marling and this is a song that my friend gave me as a recommendation and it's very sweet. It's nice. You know what? It doesn't feel right, actually, to have a song recommendation at the end of this without playing the song. And fuck it. This week, I'm going to put it because I don't have any ads in it this week. So I'm going to play you guys out with that song. And then maybe next week, I just won't have a song recommendation unless I really want it. All right. That's the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Aiden Jones, Sitting Under a Tree. Peace. Took out that money which your mama had Told me she kept it for running away. Oh my, fortunes can change. You've picked up some tricks that you've learned on your way. We landed on rocks and that's partly to blame We wandered the landscape in this unbearable pain Oh my, your fortune
better off measured in coffee than wine. Yeah. 